0: This is what we've all been waiting for all year long. Week 17 is upon us, and frankly, I am anxious. So the way that I'm going to fight that is to talk about the Week 17 must plays. Of course, today we're going to do as we always do here. First, we're going to build the lineup using the advanced analytics that I swear by from Sports Info Solutions, Pro Football Reference, and a bunch of others rolled into a beautiful milieu of data that I, of course, share with you guys weekly. Number two, we'll be optimizing here. We're going to look at the projections and the ownership projections from Stochastic. and run a fantasy cruncher optimizer to find out where the math is going to drive people towards and then last but not least, of course, I forgot to mute my laptop, as I always do. Last but not least, we're going to simulate the lineup. So the Sims are running uh, perfectly today. So we'll get the Sims out there to find out who are the must plays NFL week 17 and of course we are going to talk about some best ball in the mix as well uh but let's get into it and let's start and I have to tell you guys again I'm really feeling anxious up top because uh yesterday if you guys are not familiar if you missed the best ball final show I did earlier in the week uh if you're not paying attention as well in the splash play discord on pizza positive discord uh Jerome Ford one of my guys who was on my draft kings maker team Mari Cooper, another guy who's on my drafting's Millie Maker team. So obviously, getting forward right, getting forward, putting up 26 fantasy points of PPR uh, felt pretty good yesterday. And uh, Brees Hall putting up more than that Didn't feel quite as good David Njoku, 25% owned in that DK Millie Maker Did not make me feel good either Because he's going off obviously in that game Or went off really in the first half especially uh, But a stressful week here So I'm feeling the anxiety of that Because like when you get the first guy Hitting the nuts basically Or hitting his best possible outcome It's one of Jerome Ford's best games of the year Uh, It really feels like you are now in a position To maybe make this work uh, So I would like that to be the case But I frankly don't have a lot of faith in it knowing how it goes uh is gonna win it all i, I hope so <laughs> i hope so but i don't think so uh knowing how it goes gms gms happy new year happy new year to charles of course happy new year to all you guys but uh, the work continues on here i don't know what that noise i just made was i think i'm a little bit backed up a little bit sore throaty again a uh, cold kicking in right before the new year of course is always gonna be the case when you are a father of a 20 month old 21 month old now the joys all right Lineup building. What are the things that we got to look at here, of course. Uh, interesting week. I do think we're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey chalk, a lot of CEH chalk as well. Noah a Pacheco expected. Uh, Derek McKinnon now on IR in a matchup as well for Kansas City. That should be pretty soft, of course. Cincinnati's been pretty bad across everything, though. Frankly, Kansas City's been also pretty bad across everything as well. But CEH, I think, is a key player this week. He's been sick in practice. Still expected to go, though. Um, if he's not going to go, then Michael P. Ryan will be the main back, as you can see here. Uh, he was the only one practicing this week. Uh, Deneric Prince, I think, is still floating. Around, but if somehow CEH didn't go, you would see P. Ryan be the guy, I guess, that gets more of the workload because Prince has not been getting that work uh, so far in practice this week. We're going to assume CEH plays. I think if CEH plays again, the workload is not great last week for Pacheco back in, but he's just rolling up basically two rolls into one. Where we've seen Isaiah Pacheco have a massive ceiling in games without McKinnon. You see McKinnon have a pretty big ceiling even in games without Isaiah Pacheco, though certainly less so because CEH uh, does get more work when Pacheco's out. That said, both guys being out means like CEH has to get the work and The game against Cincinnati as well, where both game scripts should benefit CEH, I would think. So CEH to me, a very strong play, which is not something I would have thought uh, coming into the year that he'd be a week 17 guy that'd be putting first in my lineup here during a hand build. But I think CEH is that dude. This is a very kind thing by Dustin here. If anyone deserves it, I would say it's you, Spags. For all you've endured this past year, it's true. Uh, I would agree with that. I definitely feel like the football outsider stuff. You guys hopefully have uh, kept some abreast of here on the show. Uh, definitely been feeling like Job at points this year, all trying to do the best I can, to keep doing the work, and putting on a brave face while funding, probably, and getting it out there. So yes, I agree that I deserve it. But I'm sure it's a lot of people who have their own sob stories that they can point to as well. But they're probably not as good as best ball. At best ball is me, I think, right? <laughs> That's the main thing. Who else are we going to put in here? I do think McCaffrey is a smash play as well. I also think this is something I talked about in the tweet, or I guess mentioned in the tweet, that I think there is something you could do for yourself this week where I would encourage you guys, based on what I learned last year, I was trying to leverage against my BBM finals team, also my DK final team. I, last year, fucking, what a struggle it was to get one team to the finals this year. Last year, I had two finalists on DK, both of which were basically dead due to injuries at QB, uh, but two DK finalists, one BBM finalist, and I just didn't appreciate it <laughs> at the time, and now it's like I have this one, lineup and i'm clinging on to it like uh like Gollum does the ring is that a thing i never actually never watched lord of the rings Uh, but i presume that's the case point being though for best ball like for christian mccaffrey he's a guy that kills me if he goes off in best ball If he doesn't go off in best ball though i'm gonna be looking pretty good so i can try to make my money off of them in dfs i would encourage you though not to do that with like shitty players like i remember last year i think i played some darius slayton because i was like oh, i don't have darius slayton if darius slayton goes off it's like who the fuck like that doesn't matter uh so i would say just be careful of that if you are trying to leverage against your best ball mania portfolio your uh your draft kings portfolio your drafters portfolio whatever the case may be uh but despite that like mccaffrey's still a good play going against washington as we talked about earlier in the week one of the highest implied totals of the year um let me see if it's moved at all uh, still at thirty one point five implied points. So I think that is officially the highest implied total of the year for the Niners in the spot going against Washington. Like McCaffrey is a play that you have to worry about. Um, that's especially in best ball again because uh, he's going to be the uber chalk in best ball. But that said, like McCaffrey and DFS, you know, there's certainly some outcomes where he gets you 20 points and that's an okay day, but somebody else beats him. I'm still for a signal entry. You're going to err on the side of saying McCaffrey's going to get the work. CH is going to get the work. Both guys in good spots. Um, it's a Cincinnati defense that's been really bad over the last month and change. And for McCaffrey against the Washington defense that we know has been bad and giving up games against everybody. So for a main slate, I think you're willing to get different there. You want to play some uh, Brock Purdy stacks with Kittle, with Ayuk, with Debo. But I think for a hand build, I'm just going to go with McCaffrey and try to go from there. Monster 13 game slate, lots of low and sacks that could smash. That's true. Um, I did see, I did take a quick look at the Fantasy Cruncher Optimizer, though not enough to really take anything away from it. Um, it does seem like we are going to get a good amount of Tyrod, Taylor, in the Optimizer as well, which I think makes sense against the, the Rams, and I don't hate that as a play. Uh, Tyrod last week, of course, coming back in, uh, looking a lot better than I think Tommy DeVito has at any point. Uh, but let's see where Tyrod is at. $4,600 salary too. And we know he can run a little bit. We know he also, again, could create production and stacks in the past game. We also know the Rams are going to try to put up a lot of points. That's what the Rams do. So I think Tyrod is actually interesting to play to go to. Man, and I guess, do we go Cooper Cup? Because I would think that Kyron picks up some ownership, though Kyron probably a little bit low on for what he's going to be as well. Kyron's 8,300. Good God. I mean, I guess it makes sense that he's played lately, but... 19.4 fantasy points last week. Now it's to 8,300. He could put up 30 points pretty easily. He's also a guy that probably hurts me substantially in best ball. Let's see what we can do with this. I don't think a lot, but we'll see what we can do. God, that's really ugly. Uh, yeah took a bbm team for on the final last year for granted yeah it's really uh much harder to know i know liam had pointed out one of his streams that it's like one in every 10 years if you are maxing out bbm you expect to get a finalist i think that math might be a little bit off but uh definitely uh it's all pretty close i think relatively uh jordan klein here shout out jordan klein of course the best producer in the business named jordan klein uh glad to see him here of course happy new year jordan hope you're having a good time with your beautiful marina views um All right, what else can we do here? We got to get wide receivers in for sure. Also to get the DST in. I would definitely want to pay down at DST because uh, we need to get some money here at wide receiver because I am going real cheap there. Let's go against Josh Allen. I don't know that I love that play. We could also go to the Cardinals D, but I think that's even worse. At least we know the Patriots do shut the run down pretty well on the year, one of the strongest teams. I know I don't track DVOA anymore, but I know they are a top uh, run defense according to DVOA. In terms of the EPA metrics, not quite as good, but still good enough. Negative 0.2 EPA per rush is the best in the league. Uh, Negative 0.1 per QB rush. Negative 0.2 per red zone rush. So a very strong uh, defense here for the Patriots in terms of the run. The issue is that versus the pass, only a negative 0.02 EPA per uh, pass. Negative 0.03 EPA per drop back. A uh, Ravens defense at 2,800 is wild. It definitely is. I mean, it's a steep price tag, but we know that Tua certainly can struggle against teams that generate pressure and a uh, good shot. The Ravens when we get some pressure here, but I am going to go against the Patriots because I don't think I'll get any bills in this lineup. Still think the bills are perfectly valid play. Again, that Patriots defense is basically a pass funnel, uh, but we're trying to get unique here. We know Josh Allen can throw some picks. And I think too, a lot of people are expecting this to go the other way where I've seen people talking up Josh Allen MVP futures, saying that he's a guy that could surge here and make the big leap at MVP. And he absolutely can. But I think playing against that actually might get us on a lower own defense. It still has the same upside of a Josh Allen meltdown game. So let's do that. Oh, too cheap. Too cheap. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the Ravens D has been good, but their takeaways, I think, have not been the highest. But I'll I'll look more on that in a second. Uh, There we go. And I did respond to Gamblestein's DMs for everybody keeping track. So Uh, he's now my wife, I've replied. (laughs) I've replied to him. So we're we're officially married. Having a great time. All right. What else can we get to here? I think you can make the case for some lower I mean, we have to make the case for some cheaper pieces here. Only have 49-7 left. Um, let's go to tight end. Let's see, what can we do at tight end? Travis Kelsey, strong play again. McBride would think gets a good amount of ownership with that Philadelphia pass defense not being that good. And of course, Philadelphia's offense, we are expecting to put up a lot of points. Can we get part of the Eagles here for cheap? Is there anything cheap? Devontae Smith is 7,300 still. That's so much money for him. AJ Brown at 8,600 feels undeserved given the box scores he's had lately. Hasn't broken 20 points in a month. Uh, had obviously have the one game there, but then yeah, under 20 again. Under 20, I mean, that's a tough price for AJ Brown. Like Slayton and Waller, Slayton's okay. I mean, I, I think again, there should be a benefit to Tyrod, and we are going to go cheaper there. I feel like Hyatt, too. I mean, Hyatt's very cheap. Let's look at Waller. Waller 4,500, he fits the price tag. And again, we have to have somebody that could compete with that that ceiling that Kelsey's going to have potentially. So we had to get the stack with Taylor anyway. Don't know that we need to do a double with Taylor, but I do think I'll actually try to get a double in. Uh, Slayton's price tag, 3,400. Hyatt at 3,200 does appeal as well. Uh, He got no targets last week though. Let me me look at the snap counts here because this will put me over the top. If Slayton is well ahead of Hyatt and snaps, I'll go Slayton. If not, I'll go Hyatt. Slayton, 59 snaps last week. Hyatt, 35. All right, that's a big enough jump. And Slayton's 3,400, so we'll go with that. Slayton here, how chalky is this lineup going to be? We'll find out in a moment. Uh, So we got Slayton in. We now could get Devontae Smith as our piece uh, from that game. Let's go Devontae here. Cardinals do not play a lot of man, so on paper, it's not like a big uh, favoriting matchup for AJ Brown. Of course, AJ Brown historically has done better against man, though. Frankly, that's not been the case recently. Uh, we could do another bring back as well from the Rams, or like and really target that game as a shootout. Go to Marcus Robinson. Of course, had the outlier day last week. I think that he's still a valid play. I worry that Cooper Cup kind of gets a concentration because it feels like Puka's gone off, Kyron's gone off. We have not, and Demarcus Robinson's gone off too. We've not really seen Cooper Cup go off, but let's go with this one. This will be our final team. So games, we backed into a, a Giants Rams game stack that I did not necessarily expect, but I think it works obviously going to be more unique as well. And we got parts of, again, Philly high scoring offense, uh, Niners high scoring offense, and then we got a leverage play against the Bills offense. So I think it makes sense. Final team, Tyrod Taylor, CEH, Christian McCaffrey, Darius Slayton, uh, Devontae Smith, we have Marcus Robinson, Darren Waller, a lot of D's here. Got double, double D's here for the, <laughs> the 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 pervs in the audience. Uh, Kyron Williams, Patriots D. That is going to be our team. Let's do it. You think Tyrod can support two pass catchers given the price tag? I think given the cheap price tags, yeah. I mean, I, we're because we did go, uh, again, two Rams on that one as well, we're really just targeting a shootout game, hoping we get, you know, plus 30 points in that one. So I think it makes sense for that build. But in general, like Tyrod doubles... Tyrod doubles will get you unique, but I do agree. It's Tyrod singles, probably a little bit safer, but who knows? Again, the Rams can put up so many points that giants defense is still not good. Like nothing's improved for them over the last few weeks, even though they've had better results with DeVito. I um, it's just mostly him kind of scraping by, but the defense on the year is still a negative 0.03 EPA per dropbacks, basically like league average, negative 0.03 EPA per pass, basically league average, a negative 0.03 EPA per rush. So that's actually a good sign uh, for the run game and for Kyron that spot. I just don't think the Giants are like anything to be afraid of. Uh, Completion rate's a little bit low, but that's, you know, the only thing that they're really doing decently. Uh, Top projected players, though. Oh, there you go. You Swift. Yeah, Swift is another valid play, too. I feel like getting one piece of the Eagles definitely feels like the move this week, just because Arizona can't defend anything. And the Eagles, I mean, like, really, again, uh, they beat the Giants, but that got uglier than it probably should. They really need a statement game, I think, for themselves. That's like a pure narrative thing, but they really need a statement game. Uh, All right, let's look at the main slate here. Got some Saturday games mixed in. Fortunately, I don't think I'm going to do anything for the Saturday showdown because I don't anticipate actually playing a lot of lineups on Saturday. Uh, But let's see how this looks for the main slate. Christian McCaffrey, top projected guy, 27 points overall. Jalen Hurts, number two, 26.4 projection on him. Uh, Lamar, number three at 23.5. So pretty big chasm here. I would say, uh, I don't know if the ownership will be there enough for Hurts, but it does feel like these two for a cash game, just with that median projection. Kind of hard to ignore. Uh, Tyree kill number four, uh, 23.4 projection for him. And number five, Patrick Mahomes at 22.4. Do you think Kansas city stacks kind of unique? Cause we're going to see a good amount of CEH. Obviously Mahomes has not had outlier days in a while. Travis Kelsey, uh, pretty mad as well. At the talk. I saw some quotes from his podcast. Uh, definitely feels like the chiefs need to come through and he needs to come through for them. So would not shock me in a spot where Cincinnati just doesn't defend shit. Uh, Travis Kelsey should be able to actually get going in that spot. So I think that is probably an interesting leverage play against CEH. But we'll see his ownership is in a moment. Card sneaky D2, Gannon returning. Interesting. I think if you do want to play into that, I mean, uh, coaches who do know who did go as defensive coordinator against the offense can get there. The issue is this Ben Johnson offense is already so limp that I guess that only adds to Gamblestein's case. But interesting thought, I, I, I don't know that I would trust it. Like, I still think the Cardinals end up giving up like 30 points in this game um, at, at a minimum, honestly. Uh, but I think getting a few takeaways is a possibility. So I guess that could work out. Uh, actually, let's look at the top value plays before we go to the ownership. And of course, if you want to look at stochastic data. Actually, you guys have been doing a great job, and I appreciate it, uh, signing up for Stochastic, but save 15% on Stochastic data for NFL, for NBA, for The Sims. I think you would also use their college football, college basketball packages, too, based on what uh, somebody I saw signing up today. So check it out. Check the link in the description or use promo code SPLASH on there and save 15% on Stochastic. So you can do the same process I do, use the same data uh, that I use. Tyrod Taylor, top value. So he's definitely coming up in the optimizer. Gerald Everett, number two. Of course, no pass catchers left, basically, for the Chargers. But still, you know, uh, there are definitely ways that Everett chalk, if that is the case, uh, could bust. Jacoby Brissett filling in for for Sam Howell. Definitely going to be an improvement on Sam Howell. Going against the Niners defense, though, like a very contrarian play, I would think, just because you do not expect Brissett to have the best outcome. Washington's implied total in that game. Uh, Washington's, hold on. 18.5 18.5 implied points for Washington. Obviously they will be throwing a lot, so maybe he can catch an outlier day for Jacoby Brissett, but I would tend to think that he's probably a little bit of a lower ceiling play. I don't know. Maybe with how bad backups have been this year and how good like a Joe Flacco has been coming in. Maybe I'm underselling just The guy who's a vet. We did this. Yeah. Tangible upside last year. Uh So Brissett, maybe a little bit more in play than he should be here. Uh, yeah, Willie's going to die in the Jacoby Brissett Hill. So at least there are some fans out there and, I, the more I think about it, you can talk me into it. It's just such a low implied total. And obviously the Niners D like has been playing like gangbusters since the trade deadline. CEH uh, e. top value. So he's probably in a lot of lineups. And Jalen Hurts, uh, top value despite the high price tag, despite the high projection. So interesting QB setup here where you have, either have really cheap QBs or you have a high dollar QB who also looks good as a value. and another cheap QB instead of him. So I guess the middle tier QB is probably going to get less owned as a result. But we'll look at more in a moment. Top owned players, according to Stochastic Projections. Let's see if they updated because I had refreshed before the show. But yeah, no updates again. So this is going off 21 hours ago. But nothing's changed really in the last 21 hours, so we should be fine. CEH, uh, e. number one at 30%. Christian McCaffrey, number two at 28%. Rasheed Rice, number three at 17%. Kind of surprised to see that. Uh, Saquon Barkley, number four? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Tyrod isn't running as much as he used to. But 16.5% ownership for Saquon. Price tags down. I don't don't love that play. Maybe the projections will help that out. Uh, Travis Kelsey, number five, at 16.4%. So no massive chalk runaways. If I had to guess one guy who really gets steamed up in ownership, I would think it's CEH. I don't know that he has a shot to be that 50% owned guy. But I think 40% is in the potential wheelhouse for him, just given the price tag. And how much people are going to want to pay up for McCaffrey, going to want to pay up for Hertz, going to want to pay up for A.J. Brown. Um, There's going to be a lot of ways people want to pay up, I think, on the slate. Uh, lower owned guys. If there's anybody interesting here? Jacoby Brissett projected under ten percent, which is still a lot for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Pittman down under seven percent after being out with a concussion last week. His price tag has come up too. Uh, but Pittman, AJ Brown projected for under ten percent ownership. If you wanted to really concentrate that Philadelphia offense, AJ Brown is a guy to do that. So I'm interesting to see that uh, Eagles pieces overall. Swift under ten percent. Oh, <laughs> Best Balling was asking that right as I was looking for it. Swift under ten percent as well. Uh, I think that gets a little bit higher, personally. I think people like Swift enough. But people are going to be so excited to play the other players, so I, I guess that would be the case. Uh, Devontae, yeah, Devontae only 1%. So for a hand build, I didn't think we did a good job going to him. But A.J. Brown's low enough to own, like the Hurts stack, man. I'm worried about the Hurts stack and the Millie Maker because the Hurts stack and the DK Millie Maker is like under under 10% owned, I believe, for all the parts. And against Arizona, again, given what Philly needs to do, like they can still put up a lot of points, even if they do fuck up, even if they do have some turnovers like Hertz has had recently. Um, that is really low ownership for the full Eagle stack. And honestly, you can onslaught the Eagles too, where like a double stack with Hertz, with Swift. That's definitely one way to get away from, you know, the ownership going to some other guys. You probably can't afford McCaffrey in that build. But I think it's kind of interesting. We'll, we'll look at it when we get to the Sims. A.J. Navanzi hasn't gotten there ever. I don't think it's gotten there this year, but it's gotten there in the past. It got there last year, uh, definitely. Um, all right, let's look at this optimizer, of course. So the optimizer is going to tell us is not really exactly what the field's going to play, but it is going to tell us what the math is going to push people towards. So that is why we use Fantasy Cruncher as part of this process. Of course, it did run it right before the show, so we'll see what we're getting here. 100% Travis Kelsey is what we are getting. 100% Christian McCaffrey, I presume this is also 100% CEH. Oh, there we go. 100% CEH as well. So you're getting three these three guys in every lineup, according to the projections. I don't think Kelsey gets into every lineup, but I do think you see McCaffrey and CEH pop up a lot more. Uh, I'd be curious how much 5K Foreman shows up. I don't think Foreman's showing up at all. I don't think he has the role anymore. Um, assuming we're talking about Deonta Foreman, there's not somebody else, but yeah, Foreman not coming up very much at all. And again, like he, Herbert going off last week or Herbert getting to the work last week, Roshan getting more work. Like they know what they have in Foreman. They've got a solid journeyman back. I would think these next two weeks are to find out like, do they have more in Herbert? Do they want to keep that going? Uh, I don't know. I, I personally think that Foreman to be dead for me. Um, all right. So... Yeah, so interesting to note here, Kelsey McCaffrey, Ceh. I think fading these guys will get you away from that ownership completely. Um, a large pocket, a large pocket, rather. Excuse me. Of the uh, big tournaments this weekend are going to be going McCaffrey, going to be going Ceh, and I think the projections will push people towards Kelsey a little bit more on a very weak tight end slate. So uh, interesting to see that getting a lot of effort too. So probably going to see a lot of two tight ends to afford McCaffrey and Kelsey. So at least based off the stochastic projections, and again the stochastic projections do a pretty good, uh, pretty good job representing what like just people are going to be playing across all their lineups. So, man, I'm, it's interesting to see this build. Would you stack Mahomes and Kelsey and Rice? I think that's a way to get different from Ceh. Yeah, it would be to try to target those two. Um, you know, Mahomes, it's been tough. I do think you have to have a double stack for him to get there. You could also go Mahomes with Ceh and Kelsey, I guess but that kind of, you know, that undoes the point of what it is, which try to get the uh, direct leverage on the CEH ownership. So uh, I think CEH is still the best way to attack it, but yeah, Mahomes with Rice and and Kelsey is fine. Mahomes with Watson and Kelsey, even if Tony gets back in, I'd be okay with that, you know, in a handful of lineups. Um, All right, DSTs, so no chalk defense here, but chalk Everett, chalk Kelsey. So again, two tight ends in the flex. A lot of McCaffrey, a lot of CEH, potentially a lot of Kelsey. Uh, team stacks. So you're seeing out of 22 out of 25 lineups have at least three Chiefs in it. So right away, I would say that getting more Chiefs is not the solution. So um, so something we talk about a lot with short slates. For a main slate, it's a little bit different because there are so many options, especially in this big of a slate. But again, it's a 13 game slate and we are getting all the lineups basically. I mean, literally all the lineups have at least two Chiefs in it. So I think trying to get away from Chiefs onslaughts might be the move. Um, And if you're going to do it, just be smart about it. I think if you're doing other chalk alongside a Chiefs onslaught, that probably gets duped a little bit more than it should, just relative to um, just this is coming up easy. Like this is a lot. You don't see this for a main slate this often. You see this for a Saturday slate. You see this for a Thanksgiving slate where there's two, three games. For a main slate for there to be this much of a crush of Chiefs, it really does mean that, A, the projections love the Chiefs, but it also means people are just going to land a lot of Chiefs naturally because of that fact uh, that math is going to push them there you pay up for CMC and Kyron to get different elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a valid approach. It's all relative to a 150 set. Like, what would I do? I played Kyron in that build, so um, I would do that. Uh, I guess he saw that, you know, it's just me naturally building off the top of my head. So I think it's a perfectly valid approach. But certainly this week, um, we are going to get a lot of CEH, like paying up twice at running back and then not playing a running back in the flex is like definitely one way to get out of the CEH kind of situation and see what you can do. Uh, all right, why did the sim? I ran the sim, but it didn't go. So let's run it again here. But while we do that, guys, again, please do subscribe here to Splash Play. Please hit that like button. Please leave a comment as well. Of course, Splash Play perpetually on the march to now 4K subs, to 5K subs, to 10K subs, to a million K subs. We're going to keep doing the work here. Even if I won a million dollars on Sunday, I'd be back here doing streams the next day. Well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how New Year's Day goes. But you know, Tuesday would we'll be back doing streams. So that's, I love doing this. This is the joy. And frankly, anything, any success I have, whether it be, with that or with the probably or whatever. It's just to allow me to do this more and to keep dedicating time to it. So come along for the ride here on splash play. Of course, we'll always do my best to show you what I'm actually doing and and hopefully never lead you wrong. And of course, go check out probably as well. If you are in the chat, check the pinned comments here. You can see our week 17 best bets video yesterday, another profitable day. It probably made. 15 bucks across a four and four day, uh, but still a profitable day of almost 24 units of the last three weeks of the videos of doing that. So you can check out the YouTube uh, app, probably app channel, or just go to probably.com slash subscribe and save 50% with promo code first. And of course that is my baby. That is my product. I made that so I could have a tool for myself, honestly, that would be cheaper, but also work the way that I wanted it to. And we keep improving things on there. Hopefully have the app store coming out soon as well uh, for you folks that do like an app. Uh, but also for us to get discovered by more people. But uh, go to probably.com slash subscribe. Again, promo code first, safety 50 or splash rather uh, first does too now, but <laughs> safety 50%. And uh, we use the winningest sportsbooks data to find true probabilities, how that goes. And it's been working really well. Uh, and I'm really excited to see like uh TikTok, especially like people are coming over from TikTok more, which uh, we need because TikTok will be, a, if we fucking succeed as a business, it'll be on the back of TikTok, which is a great irony here as I'm a YouTube man. Jason knows, Jason knows, uh, one of our customers, one of our first customers, actually, uh, Colin said, would you consider st- stacking Stidham in a 20 max set? Ah, uh, yeah, no issue with that. I mean, again, he's like the least owner of the three cheat QBs. So I think that makes total sense. Um, it's just like, you know, his upside is not the highest, but the matchup is pretty soft against the chargers. So, uh, I have no issue with that. And I think if you believe in Stidham, I don't know. I don't know. Like he had an upside last year. So I think it makes sense, even though I think it's going to be a different version of Stidham. Uh, Honestly, he might run a little bit more. We'll see. All right. Top exposures overall. Top ROI lineup. Let's read that first. Jalen Hurts, Saquon Barkley, CEH, AJ Brown, Quentin Johnston, Jalen Guyton, Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, and Patriots. So getting a Chargers double along with a Hurts single. No, a Hurts double. Weird, but did get Patriots D. So the Sims agree with me that we're trying to get leverage on Josh Allen. So I guess that makes sense. And then again, you're getting Eagles. The first three lineups here are all Eagles lineups with Jalen Hurts stacks. So QBs plus two with Hurts. Interesting to see. Top exposures across the 150 set. Uh CEH coming up in 85% of lineup. So the Sims believe that CEH is good chalk. Uh surprised to see him that much more, but I guess there's not really pivot points at that running back price point where there is for McCaffrey, there like you could pay 10K less or you know, one K less and go to Kyron, like you could pay up a receiver. So I think that makes sense. I do think that Ceh should be the play that we trust the most. Gerald Everett being 61%, a bit of a shocker as well. I just don't know that I buy that Everett projection, uh, the matchup for the Chargers. Let's look at the tight end matchup. 16.5 implied points for the Chargers as well against Denver. In Denver, for what it's worth, the tight end matchup for Denver is really soft. 0. 0.46 EPA, one of the worst marks in the league. 11% target rate to tight ends is one of the worst marks in the league, though, you know, could be better, could be worse. Uh, 19% target rates to running backs is kind of interesting, but I don't think Eckler is actually playable this week. Uh, just because the workload for him, got to think this is a spiller week again, uh, but we'll We'll see. Uh, I think it's interesting to see these Chargers coming up. I don't buy it. I I don't I don't buy it. I think they're coming up for this top lineup as well because you're getting so much Everett. This one is now trying to get leverage on Everett, and I just don't think you need to play a Chargers double. But maybe the Chargers go off. I don't know. Your your mileage may vary on that one. That's not my belief. Uh, twenty twenty three taught us don't shy from chalk. Just get different elsewhere. That is definitely true. Uh, but at running back, I do think sometimes those five K running backs, those uh, Uber chalk running backs. We've seen it hit at like a 50% clip this year. So, uh, but it tends to be owned sometimes over 50%. So, if CEH to me, like the ownership said, 30%, if he's at 30%, he's a great play. If he's at 40%, I think he's getting closer. If he's at 50%, I think we're now at a point where you're probably better off not playing CEH. Uh, but, you know, you got to go over the top or you got to go under is what I would try to do. Kelsey again coming up a lot. And Zamir White coming up a lot. Uh, the matchup for the Raiders against Indianapolis. Not a great one by any stretch, uh, but certainly should be good enough. The implied points for Vegas in the spot, 19.5 implied points. Colts defense completely mid, uh, negative 0.04 EPA per rush, which is uh, towards the higher end, actually. So yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'd be more willing to play more willing to play the Colts side. I feel like if I were to poke a hole in any of the high sim players, I think Zamir White'd be the one I'd poke the hole in. All right, so there we go. Um, let's do an underdog battle Royale just cause I haven't gotten to do one in a minute. And now I'm cash rich an underdog. Not, not really. Uh, but let's do one. Um, uh, let's see NFL. Oh, what the fuck? I've never clicked the screen before and I regret it. Let's just scroll through this way and find the battle Royale. They do not make easy to find these things on here. Battle Royale week 17. Here we go. Uh, let's put the underdog banner up. So we feel good about ourselves promoting things adequately. But this week, 20K to first in Battle Royale. Of course, prize pool's coming down this time of year, so no surprise there. Play an underdog with us, though. Use that promo code SPLASH. Again, did some uh, playoff ball videos earlier in the week, last week as well, so check those out. Uh, but now we're waiting for spots in this Battle Royale, so good as shot any right now to play along with me on stream here in this Battle Royale draft. Of course, we're going to try to build a team that gives us a shot to win it all on underdog, just like we're not going to be able to do <laughs> in the world of best ball. as the man who's got no no bullets left in the great world of underdog for best ball. Man, I hate filling a room live. Nothing, nothing worse than waiting for a room to fill live on stream. That's why I just hot started. But you know, lessons learned from best ball. The good news, is I get to drink water. Really slow down. Really relaxier now. You guys know, you guys know me. I, I like to really keep things at a leisurely pace. <laughs> Love to talk real slow, syrupy, molasses style. One more spot here. Somebody just waste the five dollars and join this draft, please. Save me the embarrassment of not filling a Battle Royale. Thank God we filled. We did it. Would still think the same plays, by the way, would be my preferred plays here. Um, Seems like CEH less of a factor here. CEH not getting drafted in underdog rooms. 35.4 ADP means you are not getting drafted at least some portion of the time. So that's surprising to see. Obviously, he needs a little more touchdown equity, but like, I am surprised to see that CEH would basically be like off the board on an underdog draft. But you know, half point PPR, less touchdown equity. I get it. See, we got short gamer in here, the million dollar man, short gamer. And I think this is our guy, Carlos, right? I I, I know he's got some name like that. If it's not, then I've been wrong in thinking this guy was Carlos, uh, one of our members here on Splash Play. But I don't know underdog guys that well. Hoping for a spag snipe, the only good way to say goodbye. No, I don't want that at all. At least not a playoff. Yeah, playoff basketball, we know, getting sniped in some capacity. All right, let's see. All right, so we do have Eagles available. All right. Who's going to take Jalen Hurts? Who's going to do it to me? You know what? Let's take Jalen Hurts and see if we could force AJ Brown. No, that's not going to work either, is it? Let's take AJ Brown and see if we could force Jalen Hurts down. If not, we'll have AJ Brown. We'll take another stack with him, I think, is a way to try to attack that. Okay, good. I thought that was you. I, I was glad because like the other day you were like, oh, man, been a tough year. And I was like, I, I thought that Carlos's handles doing well in NBA because uh, I've seen the John Boy Beach sheet going around. Good to see. Our red badge friend Carlos here. What's a Ringer going to do? Do we get Jalen Hurts back, or does he take it away from us? Either way, we've got optionality, so that's the main thing. He takes Jalen Hurts. Motherfucker. All right, let's go, Kelsey. And I think this is a build, you know, for a Battle Royale, probably wouldn't need to do a double stack, but I feel like this would be a build where I wouldn't mind taking Mahomes. As Mahomes, I imagine, going pretty late, right? Mahomes is the fourth QB on the board in Battle Royale. How how the mighty have fallen. I got to wonder, too, like, you know, the Chiefs D was so good. Part of me throughout the year, I mean, the main part of me thought throughout the year, like the reason that the Chiefs are not going hard on offense because the defense is just good enough. But now they've needed the offense to get there the last few weeks and they just can't get there. And then Kelsey called out that they're not basically not defending things or not, you know, not lining up the right way. I think he didn't call the defense. But say that they're not like lining things up the right way. They're not playing aggressively, they're not getting guys in the right spots, they're not getting open, like all the things that are bad to hear about your offense. And um, I don't know. Like I think there might be deeper issues lying there, but suppose we will see. Uh Diggs chalk, not a thing we're going for. We could go with the Eagles double without Hurts, which I think is kind of interesting. definitely should be enough touchdowns to go around with Swift and A.J. Brown. And I like Swift this week. Let's go Swift. Don't love the potential here that we're not going to get any Niners in. I guess we're pretty much assured to not get any Niners in because Kittle's gone, Debo's gone, Ayuk is gone. And this guy, I presume, Ant G.N. here is going to take... Uh, Take Purdy at some point. Carlos going three receivers, interesting. Get Mahomes in the last round. Of this sometimes, hopefully. I mean, I'm definitely willing to give it the shot. But we could, we would also be okay. Like, I think doing two Eagles and two Chiefs is kind of an interesting way to do this for a battle royale. It's tough because, like, you do have to have like the true nuts to win a battle royale. But I think it's possible that both guys can get there and then maybe take another QB stack to get different. I don't know. A lot of teams, though, could put up a lot of points this week. Like the Chiefs, uh, the Eagles, and certainly the Niners would be the three where it's like they could put up, they could all put up 35, and I don't think you'd really blink at it. Um, Man, everything is falling here. Getting Josh Allen at this point feels pretty good, too. This is a weird room. I am going to go Josh Allen and see if we could force Diggs back. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I don't think we're going to be able to force Diggs back. That'd be nice. Short gamer gets Rasheed Rice. So we're now out of the Mahomes business, but I, I feel like Allen at 21 is a little too good of a deal. Then we could scroll down for some other pick. I guess if, if Diggs goes, we could scroll down and take Gabe Davis, and that's probably just as valid without at uh, these two guys have played lately. Oh, man. Week 17. Week 17. Hope you guys were excited for your new year. There goes Diggs. That's fine. Would have been nice to get Diggs as well. I don't know what this guy's doing with his team, to be honest. Evans Olave Diggs? I guess just pretty good receiving core with McCaffrey. We hope you guys are excited for your new year. So we're going to do something fun. I believe we're doing literally nothing in this house. So uh, that'll be fun. Why? Very anxious over money. (laughs) So that's always fun ending into the new year as well. She's got to buy a new car. Uh, all right, so there goes Mahomes, the short gamer. Obviously, we have our QB, so that doesn't matter. We do want to get one more running back. I'm going to go for CEH here. Again, we're going to try to get some of the production here consolidated for both the Eagles and the Chiefs, and I think it's valid for me. James Cook would be fun. I, I mean, a James Cook bounce-back game, I don't know. Allen and Cook would be unique. I will give you that. But I think Allen and Gabe Davis will be just as unique, too. Because Gabe, I presume, is not getting drafted. Gabe's at a 35.8 ADP, so he's definitely not getting drafted. Watch Ringer take. If Ringer takes Gabe Davis, (laughs) then you can see the tilt one more time in 2023. But I gotta imagine A.J. Brown and Gabe Davis would be a pretty unique pairing. Uh, Nico getting back, getting Shroud back. Nico seems like a fun pick as well. But he's getting picked enough. Uh, Let's go, Gabe. Final team. Josh Allen, DeAndre Swift, CEH, AJ Brown, Gabe Davis, Travis Kelsey. So hoping to see four touchdown games with two going to CEH, two to Kelsey, two to Swift, two to AJ Brown. And then, I guess, another four-touchdown day for Josh Allen and Gabe Davis. I think the team works. Uh, short Gamers team, get another sharp drafter, sharp player, Tyreek, Rashad White, Saquon Barkley, Rasheed Rice, Mahomes, Evan Ingram. So he gets a single stack. Oh, and there it goes away, of course, because now we have to end things immediately. And now I can't see any more teams. So it was a hell of a run, guys. Um... I think that covers it. I don't feel the need to tack on the showdown, so we keep this video short today. Uh, but I will say for you guys, I know, again, big week coming up here. I really wish you guys the best of luck. This has been a long journey here. Of course, you guys know if you've been following Splash Play, you've been preparing for teams since January, preparing with the rookies and all of that, actually doing drafts from February on. So it's been a really long journey here, but like, I am truly rooting. Obviously, I'm rooting for myself, number one. But I'm rooting for one of you guys as well. If I don't hit, I hope one of you guys really does take something down here in a major way. And, And this is what all the work's been for all the time, all the thought has been for. So... I really hope it pays dividends for us. I really do. Uh, like, this is it, man. This is it. This is the end of the road. And obviously we'll still have DFS. We'll still have playoff best ball. But the journey of regular season best ball is the most fun to me, the most joy I have. And of course, doing these streams every day, having you guys in chat, having you guys chiming in in the comments afterwards. Really does bring me a lot of joy in my life, especially during, like we talked about earlier, it's been a tumultuous year for me. Like, fo- started the year of Football Outsiders, was doing, coming off the best year of their ever, where they had subscribers going, traffic going. And then it to have that be like, Pulled away. And also not only that, but have them like owe Pete money, have them owe me uh 50 grand at one point, sell so me half that right now, more than half that. Um, it's like it's been a really tough year, but like I this has been the part that's really brought me joy, it's kept me stable, that's kept me, you know, feeling renewed and invigorated every day, along with building probably. And now it all comes to a head. So I hope it goes well for me. I hope it goes well for all of you guys. And really uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for your support, whether it be literal support with financial stuff or the support, just hitting the like button and watching a video and hopefully cracking a smile or learning something about football. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for that. So that's my main thing I'll say to you guys. Uh, Before I, I guess, do the reading of names, please do subscribe down below one more time. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. This will be the last time I pander for likes in 2023. So, uh, man, got to make it good, right? So please do subscribe around here. Of course, like half the people who watch our videos aren't currently subscribed. So uh, please do that. Uh, One more call to action as well. Please go check out probably.com. Save 50% with promo code Splash or promo code first. But Splash is the one that I know to track where it's coming from Splash people. So uh, go check it out. Again, the best betting deal you'll ever find. I built the product. To try to help people like me, help people like you, just be able to get good bets in without having to think about it. Um, and the product works really well. Again, the results have been there on the YouTube channel every day. So uh, please check it out. Promo code splash will save you 50%. Could be on a year, could be on a month as well. And if you use the monthly package, you're gonna get in for under 10 bucks for all the pregame data, under 25 bucks for all the live in game data. The reading of names again. If you want to be on this name for 2024, please hit that join button down below for four ninety nine a month. Let's read them all out here so we can make people feel appropriately valued. Robert Griffin the Turd, historical anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN Matt, Rupesh, Willis Nick Heslin Ivan Black Rodney Throbin Port Tony uh, Mark <laughs> I f- I always forget it's Mark because he likes Tony Hawk it's Tony Mark like I it's I'm sorry Mark I love you but man the name will throw me for a loop forever Rob Van Nouten, Brandon Wagner Consigliere Bullock, Aaron Nez Jake Twitchell Fucking Alpha Sammy I am the K Y Kevin Castro. There's a name hidden behind this. Eric Jones, Gamblestein, Colin Mann, Lateralis, Primetime KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Chunk the Deuce, Green Checkmark, Felix Castro, Nick Williams, Mr. Shadow Dog, Short Gamer, and Carlos. Thank you to all of you for helping us put on the show here. And um, yeah, man, been a, been a ride. 2023 has been a ride. 2024, more good stuff to come. The grind doesn't stop, guys. The fantasy football doesn't stop. I suppose I could take everybody's names off me now. Uh, but let's keep doing it. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Happy fucking New Year to all of you as well. And I will see you guys again soon. So happy New Year's. Enjoy your weekends. And fucking good luck to us all. Bye. <laughs>